Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. I thought we always agreed to talk. Love Talk Radio. What's on now? No, it's not. It's better if we... Now. <laughs> now. It was better earlier. But now it's kind of like we forced that talk. We're supposed to just be in conversation and then the camera comes down okay. and then you... Then you're right. And then you're, that happens. Right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we're going to be covering Snow White and Huntsman. And before we get to that, I have uh, one quick thing I wanted to say, and that is uh, thanks to everybody for watching Hatfields and McCoys, because on two different days, that show tried yeah. its best to crash my site. Because Really? Yeah. It, I uh, didn't know that. I got, I got so many <laughs> wow. hits on my review, which probably is because it's on IMDb, yeah. rather than just the fact that I've been right. promoting P- here. Pushing it, but, right. But anyway, so uh, I cool. think it was really cool that that got such great ratings yeah. and everything. And so there's that. Right. The other thing we have to do is we have to uh, rip on shame for a couple minutes. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. And deservedly because so. Because somebody, uh, and I believe the name on the comment on the blog post is J.D. Blosser. Well, let's so, set this up first. Last week we did Men in Black 3, and I right. had issue with part of the premise of the film, which was uh, the last installment was 10 years ago. It was in 2002. Men in Black 2 came out, and and uh, I brought up a, a, a blurb that Lisa Schwartzman, uh, who was written for Entertainment Weekly, Schwartzbaum, uh, <clears throat> that, that writes for Entertainment Weekly, and she said, does anybody really remember what they were doing? And I said, yeah, I remember and quite the clearly. Is no. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered quite clearly. This is what happened. This is what happened. And I, my memory was so good. I remembered the ending of the first movie, which came 15 years ago, um, and I had confused that with what the second movie was. I actually had no clue until we started talking about this um, that that was not, in fact, the case. So, no, I did not remember and I spoke right. out of turn and was wrong in my assessment, though I stand by my correction that the film could have been better had they done it my way, but still. <laughs> right. So now, even, we, now we flash even forward. Even though now it would make Right, sense. now it doesn't make it, sense, but it, it makes as much sense. It still would be better. But now we flash forward to your looking at the comments, and this person calls me out on it. Right. Um, so shout out to J.D. Blosser. Absolutely. Congratulations. Um, because, and what's funny, too, is that my memory of the movies is so foggy. <laughs> you just anyway, me. <laughs> because really, I have to admit, I mean, I, I have so so little recollection of those movies, except ah. as kind of vague stuff going on. I mean, yeah. I watched them when they first came out, and I never watched them. So again. did I, and I thought I remembered it really well. So Shane but. was calling out Men in Black 3, going, yeah. you made no explanation of the fact that Kay has his memory <laughs> back. When right. in fact that was the whole second movie was right. get, well I didn't was know we were supposed to watch back. every film I saw right. the first one right. and the third one no the 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 person who took me to task for it you know awesome congratulations because part of what 
we do and what I do is if I see a fault in a film, you know, I call it out. And you have to be able to take it as well as dish it. And I am properly humbled. And as punishment, I'm going to go watch Men in Black 2 again. So I will never make another – I'm going on record here. I'm never going to mistake anything from Men in Black 2 again. I'm going to study it like it's my doctoral (laughs) thesis defense. Yeah. But no, seriously, that was very funny because I saw you at the theater – and you, you can walk come, in. you can come back in a couple minutes in a, in a couple couple weeks and <laughs> right. you'll you'll tell us all about how Men in Black Three now oh, is really awesome. It's, it's totally cool. I'm gonna change my review. No, you walked into the theater and you're you know you're like hey what's up? I'm like not much. And you took two steps and couldn't wait. You you were trying to hold it in and you were like oh man you just got toasted on the message board and. And I, up until that very moment, was living a blissful life of being 100% accurate <laughs> of my Men in Black history. But I now that that has come and gone, it, I was, thought it was, was very so cool. Great. I did, too. I was laughing about it, and I thought it was great, and I, I couldn't wait. I still want to go read the guy's post, too, or yeah. the person's post. So that's that's next on my thing to do. But. I, I thought it was so great that we got a comment like that. And it was so funny because the comment says, you probably picked up on this by now. <laughs> we have done anything. And no. We God, I would have loved for that person to have called in and just been like, you may know this already, but you know you're not saying anything right, truthful, you right? Know you're that would have been very cool. So anyway, thanks very much, and by all means, you know, don't just keep my feet to the fire. My job is to keep Mark honest as well. So, um, right. it, you know, it, I'm happy to hear people are out there listening and able to, you know, share what they know. Right. Give us. You know, Absolutely. I'm all for exactly. it. That was very take, funny. Take us to task. Absolutely. Just as much as we, you know, dish out on the movies. Right. And... Speaking of that, uh, the the line is open for callers. Right. The chat's open, so we're working on Snow White and the Huntsman this week. And you know, let us know your thoughts if you've seen it already. If you haven't seen it already, it doesn't matter. You have something you want to ask us right. or tell us or anything about the uh, anything about the movie. We're we're good to go. So now that we've properly care of the business, properly <laughs> smacked Shane with right. the news. It was funny because I I mentioned I, I was I had a thought that maybe I would just wait until right now and you'd be <laughs> you'd be live <laughs> and I'd go so guess right. what but, let me read you a comment from our message board it, yeah I could, <laughs> then I'd just go to the site and go how about right. this no okay so yeah. so look, moving on um, Snow White and the Huntsman right so we did actually just get out of it yeah and man just I mean as a weird quick aside. I am absolutely – it's a rainy day where we live, and it's not terribly – you know, it's not been cold or anything. I was blown away by how full the theater was. Yeah, so we was went I. to We went to an 1130 show on a Sunday, and I've gone to, you know, early morning – you know, not early morning, but right. pre-afternoon shows like that before, and there's only been a handful of people in there. Yeah. This was like they were giving away cars at the end. I mean, yeah, I was, we was, walked in, and I thought, wow, it, who's it was, in here? It was very weird to see the theater It was, re- theater it was cool. Ball. It was cool because I like seeing films get business. But right. I was not expecting an 11:30 show on Sunday, even though it's opening weekend, to, for it to be that packed. And and even though this is the movie that has now uh, taken over, right? Uh, taken over the, it's got the, the lead, and it you know it's it moved Avengers to third now. Mm-hmm. But even still, this w- was not the movie that I was thinking would do it. We're yeah. going to have a bunch of people. At well, the eleven thirty show, I honestly thought all the cars in the movie theater. Uh, I know I never think that they're always for my show unless I'm going to see Avengers on right. Friday night. Like then I know I'm going to be in a packed audience. But right. I just thought they were all for something else. 
Or I, I thought it was all for the Avengers. Or, or you know, I right. thought there was a bunch of people for Avengers. Or I, I just wasn't prepared for us to come around the corner of the island and be like, <laughs> yeah. wow, where are we going to sit? Right. You know. So it was good to see. So <clears throat> getting into actually reviewing the movie now. Oh, all right. It's been it's been a while, right. so right. We, we might as well jump back. <laughs> yeah. My instant reaction, and uh, it was funny because as I was watching the movie, this is kind of constantly the thought that I kept having. Mm-hmm. And then when the movie was over, is exactly the thought I I was having. Yeah. That this I think is a perfect movie example for showing what the director does. Because right. I feel like a lot of times yeah. it gets to be award season, and for most people, you know, best director is like whatever the best movie was. Right. And it's very tight it, it, It's like, what was your favorite movie? It was this. What was the best directing? Yeah. And, and I feel like as much as there's a certain amount of knowledge, obviously, about what directors do, I think this movie really stands out to me as showcasing what directors do, especially because I think it's gone all wrong here Yeah, for me. And this is directed by Rupert Sanders, who has really no other credits. Uh, he, He doesn't have any other movie credits. Shane claims he's directed some commercials or something. Well, no, this is the thing, because this is like getting a little bit ahead of it, and it's not a bad thing. He's... What director hasn't done some commercials or or music videos, right? So the other thing that Rupert Sanders seems to have had some accomplishments with is Xbox games. He's made some video games. Uh, And for me, and I think for for you in a second, because of what we were just talking about before we went live, that explains the ending perfectly. It kind of does. Because it's it's a video game. Like the guy fell back on what he knew, which was a video game, and it has a very video game ending. Right. So anyway, this was the point I was going to make. But this is, right. yeah, the guy's got nothing, he's got nothing behind it except for this. Uh, yeah. In, in the mm-hmm. end, if I have to try and uh, throw out right now, because I might as well, because it will probably help make sense of where right. I'm going, this is really average in the end for me, and maybe like slightly below average, but yeah. somewhere in that realm. Yep. But I think it had a lot of stuff I yeah. could see somebody else directing this, yeah. and, I, and everything else could stay the same. I'd just change the director. But, right. you know, the scenes often dragged on. There was a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There, there was a lot of good stuff even that the director did. Yeah. But it was this very specific thing is really cool. Does that translate into the whole movie? <laughs> Not yeah. at no. all. No. The middle, I think it's funny because we were talking about the trailer. Everything that's in the trailer is in the beginning and the end. And the beginning and the end I thought were pretty good. The end was kind of rushed and kind of like boom, boom, boom. And like you said, kind of in a way kind of video gamey. It's very, Because when a video game ends, I mean it ends. Well, usually when you get to the video game and you get to the final boss, you have to endure a bunch of lackeys that you just basically have to run around and dodge or shield or – and you then have a chance to get your one magical shot at the bad guy. Right. And, you know, all the other characters who are fighting alongside of Snow White at the end basically just have this awesome – Second in command, like this magical shard beast right. that can re 
appropriate itself into any form and fly around the room. And, and basically all it's doing is it's holding off everybody else from helping the protagonist, right. you know, fight the villain. And, that, and the whole thing, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, this is just a video game. Yeah. Like, all you got to do is just hold up and then press A when you need the right button. <laughs> right. And then you got the thing, you know, and then you see the end. And it, that's how it felt to me. But Yeah, that that's a lot of how it felt yeah. to me, too. It was It was almost <laughs> kind of like stagey. You know, yeah. it was, it, you were watching it going, am I really watching this? But all yeah. all through the movie, I think the movie had a lot of good parts. I thought Kristen Stewart was pretty good. She wasn't really spectacular. She, yeah. was, she was actually, like, not quite as good as I expected her to be. I know a lot of people don't have the greatest expectations of her, but I've seen her in a lot of indie stuff, and she's yeah. pretty good. I'm not sure I can completely blame her for how she did. Mm-hmm. But I think she was okay. And yeah. I think several of the other people were really good. And I love the dwarves. I didn't like uh, our evil queen, <laughs> who, we, who we know from talking before is the evil queen, because she looks evil in real life. And that's what you, <laughs> Charlize that, Theron? That's what you cast her as. Yeah, oh, she, man. Hey, crazy, not evil, but right, okay. I was she looks say. crazy. And she's really kind of crazy. And she has some good, she has some good scenes. Personally. I mean, no, in this movie. Oh, okay. She has, it, it's not that she's the evil queen, necessarily. Right. She's the crazy evil right. queen. I mean, she's nutso, right? Right. It would be a different movie if she was, like, the evil queen. But that's not absolutely right. what we're battling here. What we're battling is her craziness, kind of, right. because... She's only doing this because she's got some really twisted views. Yeah. And she happens to have magic, so what's she going to do with that but be evil, right? right? Right. There were some scenes that I liked her a lot in. There were some scenes that I thought she was really bad in, actually, that I, I thought were really kind of forced and almost like as soon as he said cut, like she just started cracking up. Like, right. They They just didn't feel right. Yeah. I didn't love her in the movie yeah. actually. But but there were so many things, even kind of like the storyline is pretty cool, where we came up with where we were going to go with how we were going to translate this into the kind of crazy movie we wanted to make. Yeah. There were a lot of things that I thought were really good and in the hands of a different director, yeah. I think this would have easily been like at least four stars and could have even been something really cool even yeah. without changing anything else but the scenes just were not put together right and they often just let you kind of fall into this lull or something yeah. where you just were sitting there watching stuff you weren't absolutely sure why you were watching it yeah but the movie didn't kind of have its own force to it where you were it was really kind of compelling you to be interested in it. Right. And I and I think it was all the director. Um, you, on the other hand, loved it or what? <laughs> Here we we, go. I love how you're, like, how looking, week, you're looking at me like No, I'm, no. I love how each like week we start off like from Mars. No, I love you're, how you're each about week to we, go, uh, are you crazy? Right, this, this is the greatest thing ever. This is uh, K-Stew's best act ever. Um, no, I love how each week we have like this moment where we throw each other under the bus. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know you loved it, but, you know. Look, I, I, thought, I thought that um, – it was a great trailer movie, you know, that really, like what we were talking about before, when you see the trailer for this film, it looks great. It looks yeah. so interesting, so dark and twisted and fun. Um, and 
and really honestly it is like what you said for a while in the beginning uh, there's a there's a really interesting um sort of prologue that's that's told and i, I had fun with that i thought sure. it was done really yeah. well um and it picks up it picks up an interesting idea which is you know all these fairy tales trying to um update them for you know modern times not like this is happening down the street but it's not as Disney-like as right. it could have been. And I thought that was a really courageous kind of way to look at it, like go dark and twisted. Um, and it works for a long time. But then, you know, Rupert just kind of like loses his, I don't know if it's his vision, if he if he meant, maybe he meant to have it go this way. Maybe this was like his version of, um, it wanted to be at times, the Lord of the Rings and Braveheart and Robin Hood and and like a Tarzan Singh and, movie. And, yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> all I, in one. We had this moment where you you looked over at me and you're like you look kind of you know like agitated and I was like I, and I told you after the after the film I was really trying to figure out how best to link all the films together because the longer a uh, landscape shot goes and the more I expected to hear the dwarves start singing Helm's Deep songs like there right. was like a five minute long montage of these horses riding and these silhouettes moving against these great amazing backdrops right. and I knew that we weren't even halfway through the film at this point you know and and like what I said was you never see Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in a four-hour film because they're speeding around the streets of Los Angeles you know if you if you have no long lingering shots your film is probably not going to be more than 95 minutes this film, you know, about two hours and seven minutes was probably still 15 minutes too long. And I think some of that yeah. comes from these moments where he just doesn't get what he's doing or where he's going. Um, I don't – we've talked about Christian Stewart, too, before. I never really – I've never seen her in any Twilight movies. Um, this was really the first film, I think, that I've seen her in. So I had, like, this funny sense of her baggage, of her being completely – visually monosyllabic like one expression right. all the time without like, without actually having experience with, of it it's like you have the collective consciousness yeah it's version. all poured in and i gotta say she was fine you know yeah. there's there's only one scene that she has trouble with which is interesting to me i know you're you're putting a lot of this on the director and i i agree to many extents there's this moment there's a i remember this i remember a story when she was filming twilight where she said in great conflict with the director she wasn't going to say these lines that that's not how she would really say them, like her character. She really stood behind it and made them do some rewrites. Right. Where the hell was that person when she had to deliver her Braveheart soliloquy? Because this thing that she has to say to these troops yeah. to rouse them is the worst is cliche of, like, are you behind me? Yeah. yeah. And then you get everybody up, and then everyone armors up, and they ride off into the sunset to fight you know, the, the evil. And, it, and it's ineffective, and it doesn't work. And, and like I said before... To you, it's not the emotional moment of the film. That comes a few minutes before that when she's actually awoken, you know, as the right. fairy tale goes. That's supposed to be the emotional part of the film, I think. Um, I would like to have seen her stood up and just said, this doesn't work. Like, this just doesn't sound – I wouldn't be moved. Right. You know, the only thing that would move me here was I'd be moving back to my room and forgetting all this. This and, is boring. Right. Um, yeah. It, the, <clears throat> the speech that she gave was bad, and – I guess to a certain extent you could you could blame her for that because she didn't stand well, up I mean, and say this some, doesn't work. For but, all I know, it did, for all I know, Mark, it was worse before, and that was the and, one and she that, okayed. That, maybe, you maybe know, I don't that, know. That was her because again, proof. I've never seen. I don't know any of these other films. I know she's right. taken a lot of hits for being 
this person. And I, my funny take on this is, you know, I think that half the people that rip on her are just jealous that she was in their favorite book of all time, and they're not how they see her because they self-identify Bella as being whoever's reading the book. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Who, who knows, I, I thought but... she was fine. I actually expected an awful lot worse right. from her, and she's great. The parts of the movie that are really exciting and fun, uh, the beginning is really good. And Rupert does this really interesting thing, like what we were talking about. Again, he goes into these different locations, like the Black Forest. And it's really dark and twisted and scary-ish. Right. And it's really fun to see all the, the types of things that uh, lurk in and around it. Right. And then shortly thereafter, they go to, like, this fairy land. And it's absolutely just a total different filter. You see everything. You see the most trippy looking like what you said mushrooms with eyes and turtles with little fairies on their back and moth and it's just it's it's a totally different world and he seems to be having fun showing you all of these worlds until he realizes and he and he does a good job at it. he does too. a great job the, at the it. part where it, it's kind of video game like you, you know you know what it's like is it, it it's like what he is is a perfect second unit director yes he's, and he's got to get better and he, he could he's out there you know Make the dark forest look like this. Right. Film, Film our it. opening shots yep. and our our scenery and all this stuff. Yep. And a lot of that is great. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot, lot of, of a lot of stuff that he does with that is great. But making the whole thing work. Right. The emotional gravity needed to attach all these separate scenes to a whole is missing. He doesn't get that yet. I don't know if he's going to get that later, but he doesn't have it now. Right. You know, but it is fun to see his take on the worlds that are right outside of, you know, this castle that is the centerpiece of, of what's going on. Um I thought Charlize Theron was really fun. You know, yeah. I, I think there's probably one scene I think we're maybe thinking the same one where <clears throat> it wasn't so great. Right. But for the most part, at sometimes I thought in the film maybe she should be in it more, but right. less is really more. You know, you really want your villain to be Interesting and engaging, and she did all the bad right. stuff she had to do. And, and not only that, but she already had a lot of things that she had to do because she had to be around yeah. to deliver what we're trying to get from this whole yeah. psychotic portion of why <laughs> yeah. she's the evil queen and stuff. Right. There was, there were a lot of things that this the story was trying to tell us yeah. about, you know why she's crazy, why we're supposed to, in the end, kind of have, you know, Kristen Stewart more feeling sorry for her than anything. Yeah. And all this, you know. And that never really worked either. Uh, it, it, did, it, it didn't really come together. Yeah. But she's on screen a lot trying to explain it. Yeah. And and there's a lot of, th this is a good example of a movie, too, that if you pay too much attention to it, it will all crash down around you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because there are some movies where I love that and I'm fine with it. And I'm like, you know, I just run what, with that It's like a top with the Jenga movie. thing or like a, you know, I don't know. It's it, the movie. If you pay too much attention to what the story is trying to tell you and you really kind of think about it too much. Okay. You're just going to get lost. Right. I mean, uh, she apparently comes from some, you know, Viking hold where her mom puts the spell on her that gives her all the power. Right. 
but her mom doesn't have enough of this super magical power to not get overrun by whoever it is that's overrunning them. And it never seemed know, like she took there, it herself. There, there's like, a lot of, there's just a yeah. lot of like, you know, right. There's a lot of weird things where if you don't just kind of let it wash, r- it, wash right. right over you and yeah. move on to the next thing, you right. could, you could get lost. Right. And like, I know that you, I, I mentioned this before and you want me to bring it up, but uh, you know, the trebuchets, <laughs> right, because this is a big thing. Yeah, it's just it, it wouldn't. Have, no, it wouldn't. Have, it, the thing that is really weird, and this could be partially like a director saying to and making decisions and figuring things out, maybe right. right. Because uh, you know, towards the end, not like this has anything to do with spoiling anything, but right. you know, they launch trebuchets out of the castle at the people attacking the castle. Right, which I'm sure e- even people who are not you know, all that versed in ancient military strategy or something, will know that nobody ever launches trebuchets out of a castle. That's not, you're not going to, you have nothing to hit with it, really. It's not like, you know, modern ballistic weapons or, you know, launching (laughs) mortars at the enemy or something, right? And and a whole bunch of these fireballs fall right. in a really short time. And I'm sitting there watching the movie going, you know, that has to be a different trebuchet for each one of those shots. You can't, you know, you're not just like pulling back the hammer and reloading nah, it. she's got dark but, magic. But, but listen, here's the thing. As far as the director goes, if they would have just never showed a trebuchet. Right. And people would have been attacking. Yeah. And some fireball-y crap would have started going over the wall right. without explanation and hitting the sand on this beach. Right. I'd have been fine. Right. You know, it's it's the fact that you keep you showing, showing me it. this trebuchet right. that makes it annoying. And that's kind of, I think, like a director thing. If you want something that the castle is doing to repel these people, you yeah. know, I mean, first of all, it's a big, giant castle with nothing in front of Stopping you from <laughs> right. coming in, but a portcullis. So right. that's already goofy. But anyway, but you know we're we're this is awesome. We're, we're, we're firing fire arrows this at them. Yeah. You know the boiling oil right. dumping down. That's yeah. all you know, great stuff or whatever. But it's it's just that that takes me out because we keep looking at it so right. long. Right. You know, and and there's no need to. Right. And, you know, then you could keep going. I'm sure plenty of people will, and it's not just me, will keep going about the fact that, you know, we shot arrows at the people like a mile away. Right. And we're still <laughs> and we're still hitting them. Yeah. It's dark magic. Anyway, I just think that was a... Uh, yeah, thank you. I was looking at the purple. Like, yeah, what is that pink, pink color. We have pink colors. <laughs> we have flashing, yeah, flashing lights going on in the studio, and they're um, you know chains distracted by right, shiny, blinking hey, things. Hey, so. I'm I'm a, you know the precious. I gotta grab a hold of it. I, I just I just think that's just one more example, though. That yeah. I, I think there are so many things I wanted to like, and the weird thing about the movie was it was doing a good job at getting me to want to like. Yeah, it, it was really affording everything, every yet, opportunity for it. It just would not work. There yeah. were plenty of things I like especially you know I love the dwarves it took a while to get to them but I, I and you know I, I love the dark forest we got mm-hmm. into the dark forest everything was yep working well there and if you take like the first I don't know 20 minutes yeah and like the last 15 minutes and right. made maybe maybe 20 minutes at the end I don't know 15 yeah. 20 minutes it made everything in between as good as I as good as those things 
Yeah, and not so much just trying to be long for the sake of being long, I think, because there are several scenes in this movie that if you'd go through scene by scene and cut like 10, 15 seconds out of that scene mm-hmm. and cut like 30 seconds out of that scene, even there's the one where they finally get out of the dark forest. Mm-hmm. And now they're with this band of women, which I didn't absolutely understand. I kind of like them. Uh, <clears throat> why we were around them or what their story was or right. the connection is just these people we found and then that we were there. It was a, it was a fine enough scene that we yeah. went there. It was our excuse to slow down, have him find out who she is. Right. You know, it did its work in right. the movie, which there are plenty of scenes that don't, I think do really any work or whatever. But it, it was a fine enough scene, and it was an interesting little battle thing. It was fine. But even that, it just felt like it kept happening for a while, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, trim that down. We don't have to see, like, every person who yeah. gets killed, or we only have to watch them running through the fire for so long. Right. And I, they're just... I, the scenes like that just kept adding up and adding up and every scene it, it got to a point where I really was you know going how long is this movie because <laughs> yeah the the thing that I think is kind of weird during the experience of watching the movie you know the movie can only be so long and you get to a point in some movies where you're going it feels like this has been really long mm-hmm. And it's got to end somehow. Yeah. So what could possibly happen? And as you're watching it, it's like you almost get kind of this like strange sort of anxiousness where you're going, you know, if this movie ends in like two minutes and goes the end, I'm really going to be pissed. Right. <laughs> but right. but you're watching it. We don't seem that much closer to the end right now than we should be. And and you you know something's got to happen. We've already built up this huge thing about being able to kill her and she's been stabbed and it didn't do anything. So I don't know. It just, it it was a lot of dragging. There were, there were a few scenes that it got more heavy for me towards the end. Um, I liked the beginning way more than I liked the end um, for a lot of different reasons. But the very, very end, once, once, you know, Snow White has vanquished the evil queen and Um. I know, come on. (laughs) Um, Now we know what happens. She's crowned queen, and there are, I think, five or six moments where the camera like flashes away to see the people in the hall with her, and then back to Kristen Stewart, and she's just kind of like looking around, like half smiling, not smiling, glancing from side to side, and then they cut away and they show more people, and then they cut back and do this again, and they repeat that moment two or three times too many. Because like, there's just, I mean, you could argue she's looking for. Um, the well, Huntsman. Well, you we know, know, I we know what she's waiting for. Well, it's she, just that she. It's just that it keeps happening. It's just that it. It, it just. It's clumsy. Yeah. And it and it's at that point after enduring things that were long and or clumsy, you just don't want clumsy. I don't want you to, like in other films that we've talked about and even our review process. I don't want you to miss the landing. Do a good job and nail the landing. You know, finish the ending the way it should be. Don't make it clumsy or awkward. And it was kind of clumsy yeah. and, and awkward. But, you well, know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Well, go ahead. Well, what, what I think there, at least what it felt like to me, is that it, it, it was almost like 
you're making the movie and you're thinking exactly what I was thinking watching the movie. Right. Going, you know, we can't have this only be 90 seconds long, right? right? So we have to we have to drag this out a while and right. we have to, you know, put the crown on her really slowly and yeah. you know what I mean because right. it's like you're not if you watch the movie you get up to that point and just the total of that scene and kind of the last few moments of the battle when she she does kill her. Yep. The whole runtime of that area, yeah. if that's too short, you don't feel like it's going to be off. really weird, right? right? It's yeah. then then they get nervous about how that's going to feel to the audience. So then it's like, okay, now let's drag it out and right. show some stuff. Which it, it was kind of weird. That's another kind of a nitpicky thing that I have it, during that ending is that you know, the, and this is in a weird way, sort of spoilery, I guess. So, yeah. You know, just be prepared oh, that this is sort of spoilery, right? Because at the end, what we're also looking at when we're looking at that stuff is that a lot of stuff is fixed now that she's dead, right? And, you know, the trees are blooming like right. magical and everything is, you know, rainbows and unicorns and whatever. And so we're yeah. looking at a lot of things that are fixed now. And at the end in that scene, there are seven dwarves. Yeah. And I, that rubs me the wrong way. I don't, I don't know if that's a shiny, happy thing. They for shouldn't have most eight people. to begin with. And may, maybe, but yeah. I mean, dead and burned is Dead bird. Not no, no. I think that, I think uh, maybe I've counted wrong. I think there were eight, and then they killed one, and now there are seven. I mean, no, I'm not trying to do rudimentary. No, no, that one was bad. Really, they, they even they even mention that they even mention at the beginning I, that there are seven, totally. and later they mention that there are six now. So I thought, they, they I even say I that them wrong because I was purposely counting them. I'm like, how many did they throw in? Because I thought an easy way to get you know the audience affectation is to start killing a few dwarves. So I was trying to do a quick head count every right. time, but I kept. Uh, the dwarves are so cool, man. Because they're the, not. The dwarves not, are good. They are not little people. They're. It, it's Ian McShane. It's like. It's yeah. uh, Bob oh, Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bunch of like. I mean, not to sound like you know, discriminatory, but anybody. It's normal it's, sized actors. It's Nick Frost. I love seeing Nick Frost. Yeah. You know, coming he, out of Shaun of the Dead. He was hilarious. He was really good. And uh, Ian McShane was the greatest looking dwarf, though. I mean, because I looked at him for a minute, and I'm like, you are dwarfish, but I know right. you're a big man. Right. Like, how? It's, and I. It's like I'd never seen a special effect it, before. Well, it's like uh, it was very fun. In, right. Yeah, exactly. And the Lord of the Rings, because it's, yeah, because he's a big he's a guy. big guy. He's a big and, guy. You know, you're. It's a thing that I kind of liked with the Lord of the Rings. Actually, mm-hmm. was that there's so many special effects yeah. in Lord of the Rings, right? I mean, obviously, half the movie is special effects or whatever, but the special effects are interesting and cool, and not necessarily For the just sake of dazzling because you, right? I can do a special yeah. effect or something. Right. They're like. We have something really interesting we want to do, yeah. And making this character exist next to all these people, and there's something of that to this movie too. There's, yeah. you know, when it's showing you the crazy, weird, fairy sanctuary, whatever, yeah. all the stuff that's going on. It's not just because we can right. make stuff. Right. There, there's a like a purpose to it. Yeah. And even the really weird. There are some great scenes I think in this movie that you know if I was a director I would like put these scenes on my resume right, right. Like, but right. maybe uh, not the whole movie <laughs> at the end of the day Yeah. but you know like when 
the evil queen comes back from the whole raven flight thing, mm-hmm. right? I thought that was a great scene. Yeah. And it was a really cool special effect. And not just like a special effect because here's some crazy crap. Here's we some can money do, we can throw at it. Right. But because it, it makes yeah. something <clears throat> interesting and it, you know, delivers a certain not exactly emotion really for, for that particular thing. Not but, much you mean though. But it's it's like got its own kind of powerfulness for how weird and yeah. wacky and creepy it is. She looks great. Yeah, that, that, that like yeah. oily cape that looked feathery yeah. and then was feathery. And I was like, man, that's really creepy looking. Yeah, it worked. That was cool. But there there were a lot of cool special effects in it as opposed to just going, you know, well, I want the little shard monster to fly all around and stuff, yeah. which I thought was kind of a goofy yeah, special effect. That, that, we could have had, I think, some better... Right, bad guy thing happening there. Right, and that it was kind of like the dichotomy of the movie. You know, there was like there were all these moments where it was like, this is why we're doing this and why it makes sense and yeah. why it does something for what we're trying to work with. Yep. Versus, you know, here's something that I think looks really cool and right. shiny, shiny. Right. Shiny. I mean, yeah, it's like the the, it the obsidian. <laughs> ceiling creature or right. something and then it's you know you start looking at how she just gives this look and then it happens and it's this blob and then it's guys and then they're crashing around and then yeah. god knows who lived through that fight right except except for, them, except, no for the, white except for the main all. people right? right well yeah by the end right. by sure the end, they all rejuvenates everybody who knows but well, that that was a little crazy yeah it's it's it was a fun story um, and an interesting one in a couple ways that Hollywood took on. You know, it's it's basically about, um, you know, Charlize Theron, Ravina, Ravina, Ravina. I think it's Ravina. Whatever. I like to get the names right. Ravina. She's uh, the evil queen. The queen is um, basically always after um, two things. She wants to always stay in power. And in order to stay in power, she has to stay young and beautiful. Right. You know, and as, you know, as the English major in me flares up, you know, this is a huge theme that's really interesting throughout the whole play um, of the story because ultimately the idea there, and I think one of the things that's going to be big for the audience and maybe why it's doing so much, um, but the special effects certainly carry it along anyway, um, is th- is that notion that, you know, Women have power when they're young, and youth is associated with beauty. Well, and she, as she, she spells it out at the beginning. Right, and as she gets her. older and older, right, and when she kills the king, she's like, you know, you've always, I'm always your second wife. You always leave your earlier wives for the younger, more pretty ones. And that's like an interesting thing I didn't necessarily think Hollywood would run away from, but it's weird for them to kind of embrace with a big Hollywood summer film because that's like the big thing in Hollywood, which is – you get to be a certain age if you're a man, and you can still play any number of roles. But as a woman, you're no longer able to play the, you know, the wanted woman or the sex pod right. or the 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 vehicle of attraction. You're now the mother-in-law or, or the evil the queen friend or, or the, the evil queen or the stepmother. And it's just interesting to see how that plays out, um, not just for the social stuff and not for the interpersonal things, but just you know, just because because it's a really interesting take and. 
one of the things that I liked about the film was that it embraced it, it explained it, like you said, and stood behind it all the way. Right. Like, she's actually getting more angry and crazier because she's losing her youth and her beauty, uh, her, her youth and beauty, <laughs> beauty and youth, um, and and ultimately, like, her her great desire is to take the, the fairest of them all, which is Snow White, who is the epitome of youth and beauty, and I'm not sure why your computer is playing guitar riffs at me, but... Um, I don't know. It it has power, though. Um, um, but I thought that was I thought that was a fun motif to go through, um, and it was interesting to see it play out. Um, I don't necessarily... I did believe in Snow White as the character, you know, throughout most of the film until she suited up. You know, and suddenly became like this Joan of Arc, William Wallace force that was seeking to single-handedly, after only being taught, you know, one defensive move by the Huntsman in the Dark Forest to take on the armies of the Queen. And well, she's not really going to take anyone on. I mean, she's just, she took them all on. She's just the you know banner that we're yeah. all fighting behind. I think it it is cool what they do with the whole youth thing. And what I think is probably most interesting about that, there's the story that the movie's trying to work, Uh and she gets her power from being the fairest in the land. Right. And she has to keep being the fairest in the land in order to keep her power. And now Snow White has come, and the mirror tells her, you know, that's... The reason you're losing your power is that she's now come of age and she's more fair than you and, you know, yada, yada, whatever. Right. Right. But I think it is very interesting that they have made the story into a little bit of a tweak on the normal story about being the fairest in the land, that she has to be the fairest in the land, not just that she wants to be and she's mm-hmm. going to make it happen and she's vain and wants to be right? right but she has to be that's how she keeps her power because that's how you get power if you're right. a woman is that when you're pretty you have power right? right and like she says to the king when she kills him you know if if i could stay young forever then i'd always have power blah 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 right right, right. What I think is the most interesting about that is that if a different director directed this movie, mm-hmm. that would be most of what we would be talking about the whole time, Right? is how they like brought that theme to bear and what they did with it and how it relates to everything that happens in the movie and how it really works and you know maybe we'd be talking about why it doesn't work right but it would it would at least be what the yeah. film is actually about instead of we have a scene at the beginning when she comes to power and kills the king where she says it and right. says, this is what, you know, men suck because... Right. And you're always after the next pretty... And now I'm going to be young forever, and it's just like, boom, there we are. And then yeah. later on, we find out stuff about, you know, we intersperse little spots of now she's showing, remembering when the spell was that she got the power, and then... Right. Another scene a little while later, we stick something in where she kind of talks about that she has to have the power and, you know, she eats someone's face and whatever. Right. 
And it's like it's trying to be about that story, but it's not actually getting there. It, yeah. It's not actually about that story. Yeah. And it should be. Right. And somebody else that was directing this that tied stuff together better and made the even if you just made the scenes kind of flow better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Then the whole overall movie actually would kind of tell that story more. And we'd be spending the whole time talking about how it did or didn't work or, you yeah. know, why this scene kind of messed things up or, or something. Yeah. And as it is, it's just – it's almost kind of an aside that, yeah. that that's what's going on in the background. See, and that was interesting for me. I didn't care – I didn't go to the film um, really thinking about the special effects. You know, I'd seen the trailer. I knew it was going to have some really interesting things. I didn't really go for the war stuff. Like, I'm not big on let's rush the castle. Even if you do have right. a secret awesome trebuchet inside <laughs> that can reload every three seconds. You know, I didn't I didn't necessarily go for that. I actually like the idea because um, one of the things I used to study was, you know, fairy tales and how they adapt and the lessons and the morals they're supposed to teach. Right. And that's why when, when those things kind of flared up, it was interesting to see the director and or the screenwriter's choice still go with what – I can only assume is going to incense a few people, which is, you know, you have basically these women-on-women crimes, which is women, and I'm not talking just about the movie, but women basically subscribe to this um, this notion of beauty and how they can or can't live up to it, and they hold magazines and publishers accountable, and there's a change in that happening now, which is good. But it basically takes women and puts them against other women. Like, basically, right. there's, there's a, that that animosity that's there both from the young and the old and the attractive and the quote-unquote unattractive. Okay, fine. But it was interesting to see later that Snow White is – I guess, wait, I'll say this. It was fun to see all the throwbacks from the original take, what people think they know about Snow White. you got the dwarves. You have Snow White always being welcome around all these different animals. Animals help her at different stages, which was – a fun nod to the source material. I thought I and thought that particular scene too. I thought that was done really well. I did too. Because uh, when it's like the troll or whatever. Right. First of all, just the fact that we've changed the whole notion of troll bridge. Right. Because it's, it's actually it's troll. a troll right. bridge. Right. That was cool, and that kind of zips by really fast. Yeah. If, if you don't, if you don't pay attention. Well, and, and if you haven't you read the stuff. Joke. Right. right. But. Just that whole thing with – I thought that scene went really well, yeah. and the end to that scene, that could have gone so bad. Right. That, that could have been like totally schlocky. Very, very goofy, yeah. And and it was it was really good. I thought they handled it well. And, and again, like, you know, this, I was waiting for the dwarves to show up, you know, because, I mean, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Right. Come on. There's got to be some dwarves kicking around, and when they did show up, it was – unexpected you just think they're being attacked by another group of people in the forest and it turns out they're dwarves so there you go but it was interesting what i'm trying to get to is later you know they stayed truer to the story and this is what might upset some people because it's really about feminine strength it's about finding the strength that you're supposed to have it in you from your character and your sincerity versus outwardly which is just your beauty and you're going to lose that eventually you can always have the internal strengths um you know, there's the poisoned apple, there's yeah. the evil queen being a doppelganger, and then Snow White goes into, like, some weird apple coma. <clears throat> right. And the story basically can only go further with the assistance and aid of a man. Like, as strong as Snow White is, she needs a man to come get her. And I didn't think they were going to go that route. 
I actually thought it was going to be a variation of the story where maybe she wouldn't have that happen to her. Right. Because um, they do show the apple as a it's an it's a reference earlier in the story when they're kids and they're all playing, and I thought that was the nod to the apple. Um, but it's still interesting to see that women that men think women need men to save them. You know, that men think women think... Well, or it could just be that that's what the story is. I know, so, that's what I'm... So but, we're going to go this was, ahead with this. This was part of the fun that I liked. I like this stuff more than the right. the special effects, than I, the action scenes. I, I because think those didn't necessarily no, do it for me. No, me, you know? me either. The action scenes were a little weird. Even the action scenes that were pretty good, they still were... You know, we had um, William, who is her childhood friend right. of some duke relation right whatever who knows who he is exactly but he's the kid that she spends a lot of time with when she's little i don't know i don't know what the connection actually is but anyway <laughs> yeah we have the grown up him and his trying to weaken the forces attack somehow the Queen's men on the road or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know he's suddenly legless and he's right. you know firing like three arrows and he's catching arrows way. out of the air and shooting them back at people, right. which was I admit I liked that moment, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. come on, it was so the action scenes they were okay, mm-hmm. but they were a little bit too much really. They were yeah. for me anyway. They were kind of unnecessarily. Look, I want to do that too or right. whatever. I want to have a a bowman who can right. do you know whatever. I don't know. So they were they were a little bit hard. They were they were actually better for me when it was uh Chris Hemsworth yeah. and whatever kind of craziness he had to do. Not necessarily the very end with the Queen's brother. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit that a was, little bit rough, but it was okay. Right. But it, most of the other things where he's involved, they they it was they were filmed differently. Yeah. And here's the thing that um Double kind of reason that I want to bring that up because you mentioned she needs the huntsman, and now I'm mentioning that I kind of like his fight scenes better and everything. Right, and we, I feel like we have to mention just for you know completeness here that for a really long time this movie was called The Huntsman. Right, and who knows what slightly different directions mm-hmm. it would have been because it's it's not like this exact same movie. Filmed enti- meant to be filmed entirely the way that it is right now, at one point was called The Huntsman, because right. it wouldn't make any sense. Right. I mean, it, it was a slightly different movie. I don't know exactly how different, but there was a little bit of a different play going on, and, you know... I feel like I'm. I might have rather seen that movie actually. If there was, if there was more, because you, I feel like I can tell a lot of the scenes that are still in the movie, right? That were really from the Huntsman, right? right? You can see, you you can tell that it's like we're trying to really get into the Huntsman, develop his whole relationship, the whole thing where it comes together at the end that. The huntsman is like the Prince Charming who has to kiss her, right? right. Because that's wrong. Right. That, that's not how that's supposed to happen. It's right. It's not the guy who was sent to kill her in the first place who let her go. <laughs> right. And she finds the dwarves and he suddenly comes back and he's the one who kisses her, right? We're we're messing with the story. Right. And fairy tales that's basically out of Little Red Riding Hood more than anything. Sure. 
Well, it is. I mean, the, the old one, not the one where everyone's like, Grandma, what big teeth you have. No, like the real right. bloody version of Red White Riding Hood. That's Well, what is, being the huntsman? or what do Well, you I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep, I'll, I'll interject after. But Okay, anyway, we're getting like close to time, too. But, no, it's just I think you really can clearly see, it, it seemed like to me, I, I could be wrong, and I could I could be bringing that to the movie as much as the movie actually has it in it. No, I but, think, yeah. but I think you can tell the scenes where these were some scenes that were supposed to more develop the Huntsman because we were we need we were taking him somewhere else later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And so the, these scenes, and then it's like they're just still there. Yeah. And we're still working with them, but at some point things changed somewhat. Right. And really, it's it's those scenes that I like. Yeah, the best probably, and who knows how much the beginning really is necessarily different because right. the beginning has has him giving the voiceover telling the yeah, story. Yeah, he's the one, right? Because it's the huntsman, and right, and, and to at least some pretty significant extent, the idea was that this was going to be like the huntsman's story. Yeah, and you get glimpses of that coming through. They're fun. In a, in a lot of the story, and and I kind of feel like I don't know what happened that right. suddenly we went no right no white and the huntsman and right. change it this way and that way and who knows who's telling him what to do or yeah. or what it was that <laughs> happened but I really get the feeling that I would have liked that movie. If a lot only, better. If only it was like the Exorcist film they made a few years ago where Rennie Harlan came in and, you know, had his version and then someone else whose name I'm blanking on had theirs and they basically released them right after each other and you're like, God, this is really bizarre. Like right. some of this is very much the same and now you're going in a different route. But Right. And, you know, to, uh, to be fair, because we don't know yeah. everything that happens in the production of the movie. Right. You know, maybe he made this great movie that was The Huntsman, yeah. that was all the good things <laughs> that we do like about the movie. And, you know, the people with the purse strings came in and said, you're changing the name to Snow White right. the Husband. You're and making guess what? We it, got Kristen it Stewart. way less. Yeah, like we're going to make Snow White a little bit more now. We're making it yeah. way less about this and that. And all of the stuff that I don't like is the stuff they forced him to change. And then, yeah. you know, who knows? I, I'll, I'll say one thing real quick, because we didn't talk about him. We talked about Charlize Theron and, and Kristen Stewart and, you know, dwarves. Chris Helmsworth is, the guy's a stud. You know, I'm I'm having a lot of fun watching him in everything. All summer long. I mean, yeah. he seems to be, I can't wait for whatever he's in next week. Right, you know? exactly. No, I mean, the guy, he's just, he's, you know, this, this he's is just our, a very this is our third movie with him. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods, Avengers, and now this. And I don't even know what else he's got, but I know he's been busy. Right. You know, I know Cabin in the Woods has been filmed, Had you know, it's been done for a long right. time. But, I mean, he seems to be coming on strong. He's definitely got, like, a Brad Pitt thing to him, you know, physically. Yeah. And if he can if he can act as as well as he's, as he's been so far, he's going to have a long career. And he's really fun to watch. Yeah. He was really cool. Uh, he he was really good, I thought, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I did, uh, too. And even, even with the things that I've seen him in before, yeah. which, you know, I'm not going to say are things that, make me think that we should send him right off to right. you know Shakespeare or anything but he's been good in what he's been doing yeah even with that behind me i was a little nervous for him having to have so much uh, of the focus for right. long at least long parts i mean i right. you know who knows i i knew that he was going to be in it quite a while because it used to be the huntsman yeah 
And he really, he really was good. I, yeah. I was kind of surprised. And you know, another thing that I think is really cool about this movie is that you don't really know how big he is in this movie. Yeah, right. They, you know, is all over the place. They, you got Ian McShane, tiny. They're, and Chris they're fine. They're fine with letting him always have all his clothes on, right? And just be a huntsman and right. be, you know, a big guy who obviously is going to be pretty big because of who he is and what he does. Right. But he gets in that fight in the beginning. The, yeah. guy, the other guy's bigger than him. Much bigger, yeah. And beating the crap out of him. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. And nobody has to, like, flex their muscles and right. whatever. And, he, you know, he does a really good job yeah. with, with what he's got to work with. Yeah. And, and that was pretty cool. Well, I, I guess for me, you know, I, I really liked the beginning. And I really liked... Um, I guess it's uh, now that I'm thinking about it as we're talking it, it through it's it's almost half maybe three fifths of the film I still had a lot of fun with it yeah. was when they left the fairy world uh, or fairyland or whatever it was um, supposed to represent and started to then reunite the armies and get her from point A to B to C so that they could have this big battle that's when it started going downhill for me and I thought. It's it started like you said. It started trying to be some sort of like brave hearty. It did. Kind it wanted to be thing. like this mega like long war thing, and it, it didn't start that way. And it it just seemed to have a change yeah. of heart. Right. Um, which I don't know that everybody which else probably in there, it did. You know, it, and it, it may have may have been a um, an affect of again being the huntsman and now being yeah. Snow White and the huntsman. But for me, the moment that started, that was the moment it started going downhill. And I thought that the movie just missed an opportunity to be more original and to stand on its own a little bit more than to um, get in the happy shadow of films like Lord of the Rings and Braveheart and all of these yeah. longer epic films. So, you know, I, for me, it's basically a C, you know, a C grade. So if we're doing five stars, that's two, two and a half. Right. You know, that's that's basically where I'm at. Yeah. I think kind of really, like, really fun in the beginning, man. I, I'm, it's I, not I a disappointment. Kind of, it's just like a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think kind of somewhere around two and a half to three or, you know, whatever, somewhere in that area. I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it felt really average. And yeah. if not for the point where – and the thing that I hate about that is that I feel like it has a lot of potential that just got completely yeah, it, wasted. Yeah. The thing about that is that um, I feel pretty okay with recommending it to people. If not for the part where it really starts to, to drag, yeah. even if I don't necessarily – think it's more than two and a half stars or yeah. something i still am pretty okay with recommending it to people yeah. you know it's fun you'll like it you know don't overthink things or whatever right. but it's a fun time except uh, you know i just have that one worry over yeah. you know there's like 20 minutes probably wherever it is exactly in the middle where it's really yeah you're checking your watch going right. you know how how much longer can this go on yeah and but if if not for that, it has a lot of positives working for it. So, yeah, I'm it, gonna I'm gonna split the difference. I'm gonna go two and a quarter stars. Yeah, because I, I know, know you. I know you love. <laughs> I know you love. Are you putting sure you in don't want to go two and an eighth or something? No, no, two two point two five yeah. two and a quarter. That's good. Okay, so uh, we clearly don't need to go on anymore. We have a couple minutes left here. Um, yep. Next week we've got Prometheus. Yeah. Another because they're on crazy uh, film. Because I'm I'm not gonna go do Madagascar or, or whatever. Right. Um, there's something else actually that opens next week that we probably won't get next week. Right. 
Oh, it's Lola versus I think opens this that, week. That sounds I, about right. I don't know if I don't know if we will get that next week. I don't know if it opens wide next week, but that is actually a cool movie that I'd love to do. Yeah. But the big Prometheus is out there, so yeah. No, yeah, it's those three. So I'm sure. Have you been watching all of the Prometheus? Are you up on the Prometheus trailers and everything that's been coming? I out? have seen. Um, it's funny. There are some films where I will be voracious about seeing all the all the fun trailers that come out, right. and others I just want to see one and be done with it. Right. Prometheus is this one where I don't want to necessarily see more than the movie's going to give me. I want. I want my first experience with what's on the screen to be in the right. movie. I don't want to see too many. So I've seen one, and that's it. Right. Me, you know, it's funny because Me Too, for very different reasons. I saw the teaser trailer a long time ago, and obviously I I kind of could see everything, right? I mean, they send right. me the trailers. Right. Um, but I saw the teaser trailer, and not very long after that, when the next trailers came out, I, I'm looking through like the headlines yep. on, on like my Google Reader, and yep. there was a headline that says, "Does the new Prometheus trailer ruin the movie?" Yes, and I was like, "That's it. I'm never watching <laughs> anything right. again." Right. Well, so I don't trust so, anybody that makes trailers in Hollywood. They they love giving things away. Right. And I've always said that um, if Empire Strikes Back came out, you know, this month, we would already know that Vader was his father. Right. Right. You know, they just don't know how to keep things to themselves. So I I enjoy a trailer to whet my appetite and get me psyched, but I don't like looking at too many of them because it's just going to ruin everything. Right. I I, feel, I normally don't really feel too much like that, but when I see a headline yeah. well, headline like that, I'm right. like just covering yeah. mine. Right. So okay, the live show is going to end really soon. Uh, yep. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, we will see you with Prometheus next week, yeah. and basically our recommendation is that it's you not know bad. it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, not yeah, great, it, but it's not bad. Hopefully, you have enough information to right. decide. So, we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. We really need to have some better way of... We need to take, like, the last two minutes and just end. Nah. But uh, now we're on the podcast. But right. But now that we kind of, like, said, you know, boom, we're done. I just wanted to see if there's anything else you wanted to throw out. No, I think, anything. I think, you know, I think we covered a lot of it. And it's, you know, again, it's one of these things where we saw it the same way, basically. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was not as surprised that um the movie ended the way it did because of the running time like i mean again we've we've said it all by the time you start really thinking about looking at your watch you're like god they've got to get to this battle cuz right. i know the battle has to happen you can't just sneak up on her and it just it just would have been interesting to have either seen the other version of the film you know or to right. I'd, lo- I'd love to, I'd love to know if there's you know like yeah. a hunt the huntsman script and it's or such a weird thing get, see what happens a, yeah it's such a weird thing to feel like I can I can understand your take on it like I would like to have seen this film done by another director it's weird to feel that way and I and I understand it but the first half of the film is like really fun yeah like it, you know what I mean like that's like dismissing all the really good stuff and basically That's saying right. like this guy who did a really good job for half of the job, like it would have been great to see someone else pick up the slack. And, and though I understand well, it, I'm just kind of like, I, I would have liked to have seen him stay right on the focus that he had in the first half. Right. Cause it would have been a really interesting time. Right. I think, I think the only thing that I would say there is I'd, I'm not sure if I'd give him the whole first half probably, but that could be, yeah. that could be one way that we're, a little different in, yeah. in what we got out of it. I don't know if I would get all the way to like half the movie. And 
The, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think yeah. I, I think a lot of the important stuff that you need a good director making good decisions, putting things together really well. I I still feel like it. I still feel like that's uh, how I feel. I yeah. guess. I mean, I, I would like to see. I would like to have seen somebody else. Even if you know, maybe he had like a co-director or something, right? Or, right. or whatever. But something <laughs> weird happened. But you know, the more I think about how, you know, this was the Huntsman for a long time. Right. The, the more I think, maybe I can't lay everything at his door. Maybe he, you know, he is the guy with no credits on IMDb. As much as you want to stick right. up for him, but he doesn't actually no, no, no. have any movie credits, right? No, he doesn't have anything. So when the purse string people tell him to do something, he's do it. it's not right. like he's, you know, Clint Eastwood or Spielberg right. like, or something hell, like this going, want, hey, right. this is my movie right. or, you he's know, do yes, sir, screw yes, you, sir. right? No. He's just going to go, whatever. He, I did want to say this, and I, 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 it's not that we had to self-censor. I, I know we don't have to keep anything out. But I forgot to bring it up. There was one creepy moment in the movie, and I don't mean good creepy. It was kind of bizarre, like when Charlize Theron has bad creepy, right? Bad creepy, like when she and her brother with the twisted weird haircut, the albino like bowl cut, right? uh, Finn, because Um, because that haircut is like in a book somewhere that says right. This is how people. This this is is how this is how you make your character seem uh, awkward. Right, is to give him this hair. He had a very high tight bowl cut. Now this is not the creepy part. He is he is the evil queen's brother and has been assisting her, basically feeding off of people for as long as she needs because she's magical and he's not. And she's in power, and he's the second in command, and, right? And she's keeping him young. And she's keeping him young, apparently, as so, well. And yeah. she's always helping him. There's a moment there where he, when he lets Snow White go, uh, well, excuse me, when Snow White escapes and attacks him, and he has to come back, and she's furious at him. Like, I've only asked you to do one thing. Why couldn't you have done this right? And he says to her, I gave you everything. And she comes down on his level. Uh, literally, like kneels down and looks at him, and she says, I gave you everything, too. Okay, a little creepy because, and I'm getting to really where it kind of subtly creeped me out. Like, you get the sense that there's a little bit of brother-sister love going on here. And, right. you know, fine, for the time or for them, for whatever, they're magical, vampire, crazy, bullheaded people, great. Right. Near the Near the end of the film, when Kristen Stewart is trying to rally the troops... She says to them, um, who will be my brother? Right. And everybody raises their arms and cheer. Yeah! She's going to be the queen if she defeats the evil queen. And she's looking for someone to be her incestuous brother. Like, this was the weird synapse that fired. Because I was still kind of oddly skeeved out by Finn and by that whole Ravina's thing. thing. That came before. And I was just like, oh, really? Like, God, no. Like, well, if, anyway. like if she would have just not said like, brother well, right. there? It, it was the word choice. And as an English major, again, it's all about word choice. You know, It's like, who will fight with me? Who will stand by my side? Who, All these things. Who will be my brother? And I was just like, you're going to be the queen, and your brother's kind of your lover. And I don't know if that's the real message you want to be sending, even if I'm the only one in the audience. You know, that's picking this up. So, right. Anyway, that's my so that's my creepy so all, skeevy moment for the you. film. And I, I thought, you know, speaking of that scene where that happens when she escapes and they have their little yep. weirdness, I thought it was kind of weird that for all that we're looking at them, they didn't explain more about <laughs> like what does he give her? I yeah. mean, you know, it's. 
it, well, I got the sense very, that it's a very weird thing that it's yeah. like we don't say stuff about certain things, right. and then other things we won't stop talking about, right. and and it's all thrown together. Anyway, um, you know, the one other thing that I wanted to say is that we kind of played around with the ending and stuff, and I was really disappointed in the ending that. From all the, I mean, this is like totally spoiler. You know, we're not live. This is a podcast, right? You know, put Stop the now. put the mask on now right. or whatever. Does this review reveal too much? Um, I thought going through the whole movie and all this crazy buildup we were having, and then there was this whole buildup of, you know, now we get the mother doing the incantation over her and. Beware only the blood of the fair and right. blah, blah, blah. I mean it, it's all this like crazy you know witch stuff happening and it turns out that all that that means is that as long as Snow White stabs her she dies right and that just didn't seem to there was be the end of yeah. what I'd been watching this whole time right. I thought there was going to be all who knows what I right. mean I how thought, can you weaken her and Right. You know, all it took was just the fairest of the fair, or basically a pure person to vanquish her. And yeah, it's, no, it plays it was, around it with a couple weird. things. You it, know, it was, not to read it, it was too just far. like we needed to end it right now. Right, let's boom, you're it. stabbed. Right, and it's over. She could have accidentally stumbled on that awesome, you know, cape I, that she had and fell into a knife and been dead. You yeah, know, for I thought there, was, I thought there was going to be some kind of cool, yeah, thing that had to happen, and then. Or some kind of twist about what it meant. You know, for a while I thought I thought somehow the mirror was going to kill her in the end. I, right. thought, the I thought there was going to be some thing. turn on, you know, she kind of kills herself because mm-hmm. it's her reflection. And it would be, you know, something that was like yeah. some twist to it. Well, Not just <laughs> Kristen Stewart goes, <laughs> right. Well, there were a bunch of things, again, thematically going to work there. Like you see Finn, you know, the queen's brother. Uh, is eavesdropping once when she's having a conversation right. with the mirror, and, that was and very he cool. cannot see the mirror. Right. We, as the audience, see what the queen sees, which is a physical representation of the magic that the mirror has. Yeah. And you know, you can take that to a point and just be like, women see, you know, the power and the weaknesses of their own reflections. Like the mirror, uh, when a woman is in front of a mirror, she sees that which no one else, no man can see. This is the kind of motif that that goes along. And the whole, you know, the whole, the blood is the power and the women is this, like that's both witchcraft-like, which is, again, strong women and men are afraid of them. But women, women that show any sense of strength, you know, outside of contemporary means are supposed to be devils or witches and things. And, of course, women in blood is an easy theme to just run with. So these things kind of make sense, but you're doing all the work. Like The, the story should help you out right. a little. And right. like what you were saying is it just doesn't. It's like this weird flashback where her crone mother, who clearly hasn't been sucking the youth out of anybody, she looks very aged. Or doing anything suddenly, magical. Right, is suddenly, like a, her village, is suddenly right. aware to, I will protect you now here, and you and your creepy brother go and you know be together. That is clumsy, you know. Right. And again, like what you're saying, a little off and awkward. But all right. Anyway, that was the last thing I wanted. I just wanted to mention yeah. the ending, even though it's, I yeah. guess, kind of well, it's spoilery. A total, it's just but a it's a total video just, game. It, it yeah. really is. Like you watch, you you play this game all the way to the end, and what you get is you endure the the sub boss, 
and now you get a cut scene right. where it's a story, and you just have to be like Dragon Slayer. You have to hit the A button at the right time or push down at the right time, and it's just one blow. And then right. you get another cut scene, and then you're done. Well, you know? and it's it's you know interesting, I think, that you were talking about video games because it it is if you have the right video game, especially these days, you know there are like there are incredible stories going yeah. on in certain video games. Yeah. And there's all this story that you get all as you're playing and yeah. it's maybe it's cutscenes or you know whatever but there's a lot of thought behind the story yeah. and making things progress in an interesting way. And you get all this story and then when but as soon as you beat the last guy, right? The credits roll. Yeah. I mean, that's it. There's nothing else happens. Boom! You beat the right. You, you yeah, stab the, end the, stab the end guy. They and live no other ever after. Right. There's no. There's no ending to the story other than that the bad guy dies. Right. And that's how this is. And that's not how it should have been. No. The, right. Exactly. There's more to the end of the story than just boom the bad guy the bad died. Guy I mean, so. Well, we didn't sit through the credits, so maybe there was. Out of whatever. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And, and that will count, I yeah. suppose. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh if you're on the podcast that now we're gonna actually end, I think I don't think we got anything else. So no. uh tune in next week for Prometheus and cool. thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.